Amen. All right. Uh, good morning. All right. That's a bit poor. God is good? All the time? All right. We're a little bit awake. Uh, are we, were, were the adults listening to the children's story? They were? All right. Well, we can all go home then. All right. Um, let's just, just before I start and open the word, I want to say, as we open your word, as we share, as we um, challenge ourselves a little bit, give us um, your grace uh, that we may implement things that we learn. Help uh, what we hear, not to be from me, but from your spirit working on our hearts. And give us courage, courage to, again, implement the things we learn and hear and to grow. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Um, Bibles, just quickly turn to Psalms 144. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I'll just leave that. Psalms 144, verses 1 and 2. Has anyone ever read these verses? No? It's one of my favorite Psalms. When I first came across it, it says here, Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war, my fingers for battle, my loving kindness, my fortress, my high tower, my deliverer, the shield, the one in which I take refuge, who subdues the people under me. Training can be very important when you're trying to achieve a task. Sometimes um, it's easier to forget that great things that are achieved, that we notice other people achieve and do, things that we look up to, didn't just happen. Training is usually always something that occurs. Usually we don't see it. Now, there was a clicker. Sorry, I probably should grab that. Otherwise, I'll lose myself. All right. Does anyone know who this man is or anything about him or familiar in any way, shape, or form? Sorry? Mark? His name's Mark? Yes. Is he just a random Mark? Probably was until some things occurred. That's Mark Donaldson, Victoria Cross. Mark was returning to base in Oruzgan province in a joint US uh, and Australian-Afghan convoy. When he was ambushed, there was heavy fighting. He moved from cover to cover to engage the enemy with anti-armor weapons away from wounded. And during that time also rescued a wounded interpreter who if you read his book, his senior commander was saying, nah, leave him, he's done. He was told not to go for the wounded interpreter. But he did. Um, and received the Victoria Cross because of his efforts. In his book he writes, we all reach a crossroad in our lives one day. Now, this is quite intense. This is a an SAS soldier, if anything, and it's uh, the level of training this man would have to have is 
quite large, right? We were listening earlier. For sport, usually we have to have training. Here's an example of um, a soldier in a very difficult situation having to, would imagine, have training. Does anyone uh, know who these people are? I guess we can tell they're firefighters of some stripe, yes. I didn't know about them uh, until recently, Luke and Jessica. And that gentleman in the middle there is John, whom they saved from having a heart attack while fighting fires during 2019. Remember that, 2019, 2020, where pretty much the whole continent was on fire? I love the bit where he said, fires were burning around them, <laughs> and they struggled to get a defibrillator on to uh, Kennedy's chest. They performed CPR for 45 minutes. I don't know about you, anyone here that's in a medical role or been anywhere around medical things, that is a feat in and of itself. Do you think they could have done that without maybe at least a little bit of training? No. We lost him three times, but we got him back every time, Jacob says. So we're lucky to have been able to really make a difference. Oh, yeah, by the way, they're firefighters, and that was during fighting fires this occurred. Now, it's easy for us to hear stories like this or even watch our favorite sports and see amazing things done, either in helping others, saving lives, or amazing feats of athleticism in sport, and go, oh, wow. And forget that there was a lot of training and effort done. But also forget these everyday people like you and me. Mark, Jacob, sorry, Jessica and um, Luke were all just everyday people until they applied themselves. And trained. Uh, I know many occasions where I, before my current job, I was working in the hospital, where I would witness <laughs> doctors being in difficult situations and be able to save people's lives due to the training they had. Quick action. So, do you think training is needed? Do you think it's easy? Do you think we as Christians or those that want to follow God might, you know, this might have something to do with us, perhaps? What about preparation? Just something to think about. Again, um, I just want to challenge us a little bit. Just, just, just a little bit. As we read, blessed be the Lord my rock, my strength, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. I think it's uh, easy to look around the world and to think that war and battle only mean something exterior, physical, and violent. When um, I don't know about you, but there are many wars and battles that are mental, spiritual, emotional, no one else knows about probably more meaningful to our lives so we can get through our day-to-day, so we can care for our friends and family, for the people around us. So let's consider that. So what would we be training for? 
Oh, some might train for a sport, some might train in their jobs, but if we as followers of Christ, what would we be training for? Well, one of the first places in the Bible that any kind of training is talked about is when Abraham had trained men of his own household go into hostage recovery to get his nephew Lot and their possessions back. Hostage recovery. Hmm. Does Jesus talk anything about hostage recovery? Does he? Hmm. Does it just? Hmm. Anyone else? Remember, Jesus says, I came to set the captives. Oh, louder than that. I came to set the captives. Okay, so what we talked about, it's easy to see things in a very material way, right? But hostage recovery is sometimes spiritual in the mind. Recover us from sin, death, pain, suffering, depression, bad habits. Speaking of which, spiritual attacks. In conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Draw your strength on Him. Be empowered through uh, your union with Him. And in the power of His boundless might. Put on the full armor of God. For His precepts are like the splendid armor of a heavenly armed soldier. So that you may be able to successfully stand against the schemes and strategies and deceits of the devil. Spiritual attacks. I don't know if anyone's ever felt like they're being spiritually attacked. Like, man, my mind, I can't get through my day. Things are getting on to me. Other people look around. They can't tell what's going on. You feel like everyone can tell what's happening, but no one really knows it's just happening to you in your own head, right? In your own feelings. And you're like, I just need something to get me through. Hmm. We don't struggle, verse 12. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, contending with physical opponents, against the rulers, against powers, against the world forces of this present uh, darkness, against spiritual forces of heavenly and supernatural places. And mind you, I'm using the Amplified Bible. That's why it gives us way more adjectives there. We're not fighting in the realm of the physical. Not for us as Christians, no. Second, uh, sorry, 1 Corinthians 10, 3 to 6 says, For though we walk in flesh as mortal men, and women, when carrying out our spiritual warfare according to the flesh and using weapons of man, the weapons of our warfare is not physical weapons. Our weapons are divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. We are destroying sophisticated arguments and every exalted and proud thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. So what we're training for is the lies about God and what he's like. God really does love and care for you. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. I don't know about you, but negative mindset and a negative persistent thing can really bring us down. I don't know if you've ever worked with people that are very, very negative. It's not easy. It can just bear you down on you. Lies about God can really bear down on us. That's another thing perhaps we should be training to fight against. So, 
Again, there is so much we could look through the Bible on this, but I'm just going just this short little component here. As we mentioned earlier, Luke uh, 4, 16 to 20, Jesus came to the synagogue. One of the first things he preaches is, quoting Isaiah, says, I have come to set the captives free, amongst many other things. We're training to help others. I mean, if we want to be Christians, if you don't want, that's okay. I'm not here to force anyone anything. If we want to follow Jesus and we, we, we actually love what he's done for us, I, I want to train to help others. James chapter 1 tells us trials and tribulations are going to come your way. If you're a human being, sorry, too late. It's going to get hard being human. Sometimes it will get difficult. I want to train to be able to grow, to trust Jesus have endurance in my spiritual walk. Become a bit more mentally tough. So when hard things come my way, on my worst day, other people go, how are you handling this? On my worst day, not my best, on my worst day, people can look at me and go, what what is your secret? And I feel, really? You're looking to me for inspiration on my worst day? Because I've trained, I've spent time with Jesus. When temptation, when personal attacks, things that no one else knows about, attack me, I want to train for that. Train with one of the best coach, the only coach. And train to push against lies about God. No, 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 that's not the God I worship. God I worship is a God that loves and cares, that wants to... Greeks usually have a way with words, uh, even when they're translated into English. Greek poet described it, they say, we don't rise to the level of our expectations. We fall to our level of training. Oh yeah, I know one day I can achieve this, I can do that. I don't think anyone would achieve anything if they just, oh, I expect this of myself, I can do it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Without any training. Not one surgeon, one doctor, one nurse that just having a high level of expectations of themselves would achieve anything. They need training. No sports person just expecting that, oh yeah, I could score that goal, I could do that without any training. No matter how talented you are, without any training. Musicians, no natural talent can beat training and practice. We fall to a level of training. And this is the thing. I no, no, don't know about the rest of you, but I was very much grew up thinking, oh, you'll rise to the occasion. No, you will not. I'm sorry to break this, burst this bubble and kill this sacred cow. We will not rise to the occasion in our personal lives, in our spiritual life, in our uh, public life around people. We're going to fall to our level of training. So the question is, who's your coach? How much time are you spending in your own training? It's yours. It's your personal thing. I'm not here to tell you how much or who or where or what, just to get us to think about this. going to be attacked. There are people that need to be set free, who need help, encouragement. There are people telling lies about God. There are problems here. If you just say you're a Christian, you go about your daily life, you're going to encounter problems one way or another. So, the only solution I can find 
is to actually allow God to become your coach. Allow Jesus to actually become your coach. Part of coaching is, excuse me, I need you to do this. This will be really good for you. Part of coaching is, come on, a little bit more. I know you want to give up. That's all right. You gave up your sec. You can do it again. Get back on the horse. Come on, let's keep going. Peter turns around to um, Jesus in Mark and says, we followed you. We followed you. Jesus says to him, yes, and it's going to be hard, and there'll be good, and there'll be bad, but we're worth it. Paul asks us to have a transformation of mind daily, transformed. Transformed, when, when I read that, keeps telling me that there's some action, there's something going on. It's not static. Uh, and I haven't seen any kind of coaching or training that has ever been static. Usually, things are occurring. And a firm foundation. Let's look into that a little bit more. Matthew 7 says, These words, this is in the, uh, in the message. Uh, I like it because it's a little bit kind of pokes right at you, the message does sometimes when you read it. These words I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life, homeowner improvements to your standard of living. They are foundational words, words to build a life on. See, the training Jesus wants to give you is foundational. So important that he gives us a little illustration Jesus does. I'm sure we've all come across this. We've may even sung it to the kids or heard it sung. If you work these words into your life, mm, work these words into your life. All right? That sounds like some training. That sounds like some coaching. It sounds like working with Jesus, allowing him to work with us. All right? You'll be like a smart carpenter who built his house on solid rock. Rain poured down, the river flooded, tornado hit, but nothing moved that house. It was fixed to the rock. But, this is where the message gets a bit, uh, gets stuck into us. But, if you just use my words in Bible studies and don't work them into your life, you're like a stupid carpenter who built his house on a sandy beach. When the storm rolled in and the waves came up, it collapsed like a house of cards. Ooh, I don't want to be a stupid carpenter. I'm not even a carpenter. But that kind of hit me. If you just use my words in Bible studies, if you just use my words around other people, yeah, God bless you, brother. Yes, it's not, oh, oh, I love you too. Yeah, Jesus, yeah. But it's not working to my life. Don't do it. That's just... I don't know about you, there's enough people that have difficult day-to-day lives with anxiety, depression, stress. Jesus kind of needs you to work with him to help others. I'm sorry. That's part of being need us to just, just I'm, I'm ready, let's, let's crack on. There's work to be done. Just let him, let him work with you.
Otherwise, we might find ourselves, as I have in the past, thinking, oh, when that moment arises, I'll be able to do and say something that I need to do and say. When that person needs help, when I get into a tough spot, I'll deal with it then. Never worked out. Every time I applied my, I thought that's how I'm going to address life, didn't turn out too good for me. Hurt. I had to learn the hard way. However, every time when no one's watching, when it's boring, it's a gray day and it's raining and no one cares what you're doing and no one knows, you put in the time to spend time with God, you put in the training. Different outcomes occur. Recently, uh, I was working and training in the physical sense (laughs) and got injured. You might not be able to tell from me standing and walking around here, but my ACL in my left knee does not exist or exists in some kind of like fluctuating, non-helpful way. Now, you might imagine if someone gets injured, that would really rip up their life. Oh, physical injury, do a physical job. Oh, this is horrible. It's the end of the world. Now, the only reason I didn't have that attitude is because by the grace of God, I tried and I did in my previously applied myself to think about what could happen if this occurs and what kind of mentality I had to have so when hard times come, it's not too bad, we can deal with it. Was it fun? No. Was it still difficult to go through being told, oh yeah, that thing that you need is completely gone in your knee? Yeah, it was hard. But a different mindset now happens in my mind that I can keep going for. Does that make sense, team? Friends of the... See, this is the thing that kind of hit me, is that in our spiritual lives, Jesus is trying to say, look, hard times are going to come. Right right now, when it's peaceful, nothing's around. It's just you and me. I can give you the help you need. So when the hard time comes, you'll go, okay, let's keep going, Jesus. Let's go. So other people look around and you go, wait, 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 wait. You just got told the worst news in your life. It's okay. I can make it so much more. I can do all things through Christ's strength. And you just start living out the words of Jesus in your life. But, but if I don't spend time here, now does that mean it's always going to be perfect? No. We, we can all get trained better. I'm sure we always watch our favorite sports and go, oh yeah, nah, but he was just a little bit left of center. He could have done better. Of course. We too can do better. Always. Sometimes it's a daily grind. No one watches it. It's boring. There's nothing glamorous about training. There's nothing glamorous sometimes. And don't take this out of context. There's sometimes nothing glamorous about being up early in the mornings, talking to God, praying. There's nothing. There's no musical occurring when you do that. There's nothing fancy about it. It may seem boring. I can tell you, it's really worth it. When things hit the fan, oh. 
So you might go, okay, what are you asking us to do? Look, let's just go with some real simple, easy things. Anyone go for walks? Yeah? Just like three of us? Five of us, maybe? All right. Are we okay? Is it easy when you go for a walk in your own mind, pray without ceasing? God, hey, I'm going for a walk. I'm just chilling out. Please be with me now. Bring things to my mind. Help. Let's start this training. Let's, try, let's start this coaching thing. When you go for runs, some of us go for runs. We're a little bit more vigorous. That's fine. God, I'm here. I, w- I, want, I want to spend time with you. Some of us are more traditional and we'll open up the Bible every morning and, and do our Bible study or whatever it may be. Prayer. And says, I meditate on your word day and night. Let's just start at simple spots. This is my encouragement. Let's start at simple spots, simple places. Because times are going to come. Spiritually difficult things are going to happen in our lives. We can't afford not to allow Jesus into our lives to train. Now, what does this training all look like? That's a story for another time. I'm just here to invite us. Actually, yeah, we need this training. We need time with God. Because there's hostages that need to be set free, other people that need our help. We need the growth spiritually. There are personal attacks that you're going to experience, and there are people that are going to lie about God. We need that time. So just to finish here, all right, we're, we're not firefighters. Well, I don't know. Maybe there are some firefighters here, but I'm not a firefighter, right? I hope I'm never asked to fight a fire and do CPR. I might be asked to do CPR one day, but not fire and fire. Some of us, uh, maybe there are some sports stars here. I'm not one. Um, But we are all going to be living our own personal lives, and there are unique challenges you have that only you know about. So you just think about, what is the prayer you need to say, hey, God, I'm going to need your strength, right? I'm not a warrior, I'm not a firefighter, but I am me. And you know my struggle, and you know what I need. So you know what kind of tailor-made training and coaching I'm going to need. Because maybe I'm a mom, I'm a dad, I'm a grandma, I'm a grandpa, I'm an uncle, I'm an auntie. I've got people around me that need me, and I need them, and I need some, I need some coaching. Yeah, does that apply to some of us? Yeah? Definitely applies to me. So as we pray, I want you to pray in your own mind. Think about what is that thing that you know you want. Because we don't rise to the occasion, my friends. I'm sorry. We're going to fall to our level of training. Let's raise our training. Let's be trained by the best trainer there is, the best coach that ever walked this earth, the one that actually cares for you. He's not getting paid for it. He cares for you. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father God, we're thankful that you don't only rescue us from sin and death and pain and suffering, but then you want to give us strength in training that we can go forward with your mission in our personal lives, in the lives of other people. Lord, as we pray now, we ask you to give us a minute just to remind, put to our minds where we might want you to coach us. Give us strength. Help us to be courageous to ask you for help. Help us to be courageous that 
when we have gone two or three days without your coaching that we say, you know what, let, I want to start again. Let's keep going. I'm not going to stop. Lord, we ask your Holy Spirit to work in our lives today, tomorrow, and in everything we do. To be so filled with your words that they become part of our life. That on our worst day, on things, when things seem the hardest, we've implemented your principles, who you are, what you've taught so much that people look at us and go, what is your secret? Help us, Lord, to do this. And... Um, to know that every success we have is because of you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, Enoch. Uh, and certainly a, a great reminder that by our...